It's Shade at Black Girls Texting. I know y'all see my text. You better answer me back. I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the washing machine queen. I'm classically trained. Me, 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 me. It's Gwen at Bedside Brat. Wow, you did us. Goodbye. Welcome, welcome to Black Girls Texting. Tea is steadily spilled in our group chat and each week we let you in on it. We're coming at you with another special bonus episode partnering with BET's original series 20s. The finale actually just came out. So this is the final episode of season one. Um, It airs every Wednesday at 9 p.m. And you're Chelsea. Oh, and I'm Chelsea Pinky, also known as the washing machine queen. (laughs) I'm Gwen at Bedstye Brat. And I'm Shadi at Black Girls Texting. And we are recapping, as Chelsea mentioned, the finale, Living the Dream. So, ladies, this was such a good episode. Um, listeners, we had such a hard time thinking about our on Reddit replies because everything was so juicy. So, first and foremost, make sure you watch the season finale if you are not caught up you have nothing but time i'm assuming so go watch and then listen to this recap and we're gonna get into it so ladies our first on reddit reply what are our thoughts on like helping your friend get hired and and in this instance like at your company hmm i think Mm, it's a reply Unless, okay, it really has to be someone that, like, if my friend were Hattie, no. <laughs> like, I wow. might help her. <laughs> I might help she her with her resume. on this shade through the final episode. <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> but, like, if it's a competent, well, because when you do a referral, right, that person is kind of a reflection of you. So, like, if you hire, like, someone who's just not competent, that, that reflects poorly on you, right? Yeah, 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 that's true. But I think that um, it doesn't hurt to maybe like open the door in some way. So, okay, maybe you don't. But you got to set them up for success. If they're not ready to walk through the door, then maybe they need Uh, a little prep time. Okay, that's fair. That's fair to give feedback. Actually, this is funny. So a girl I used to work with just messaged me. Um, and she works with a designer now, like a more upscale designer, but she wants to get into like tech and she's like, what advice do you have? And I gave her my genuine advice, but I was like, I think you might need like an in-between role before you try to just jump into tech. And I was like, I don't want you to be discouraged, like go for it. But I think you, you're going to need to add some stuff to your resume because she's still pretty ripe. And I felt like kind of not mean but i was like damn like is she gonna feel discouraged but she was like oh that's really good feedback and i was like okay good yeah i feel like that's fair but i don't even mean it in that way like like i'm not gonna determine whether or not you're qualified but like if i know you're a person who's like smart you're hardworking, you're you know those basic things then yeah i'm always gonna try to push you through or like do what i can like even if it's just putting your name on, like, sending it to someone in HR. But, like, if you're someone who's just, like, like Hattie, no. So you're not going to do it at all. I put two friends on to jobs in the past, and it has ended very badly. 
They were both fired. Very fired. Oh my god! (laughs) Wait, and were you still working there? One of them, one of them was my LA ex. He was was fired. Wait, I need to hear this story. Let him go. What was he fired for? I mean, this was in college. I was working at this like mad trendy, like vintage shop, and I had worked there for mad months and then I was like moving away so they wanted somebody to relieve me and I had all these roles I was doing social I was doing merchandising that for their store and stuff and um yeah I was like I got somebody I think he's gonna be good I I knew when I like you know referred him that it was gonna be bad (laughs) and then I remember coming to visit him at work one day and he had his brother just chilling in the shop sitting down on stuff like just it was not look yeah and then my former boss let him go and she was like he's just kind of young he reads like a you know he gives little boy energy which i was like oh well at least she didn't hold it against you yeah yeah i don't know but i but it was like there was all this pressure to find somebody to relieve me and then i introduced somebody that was fired in like two weeks yeah i don't know and then i put somebody else on to like an internship i had at this like fashion pr firm and she was mad sus yeah i don't know I don't know. You got to like think like y'all said vet these people first before you put them out there cuz especially if you just like want the company that you're working for or that you've worked for to have like somebody good. You're not not about to just give them somebody, you know. Yeah, and it's kind of like your network too. Like like with with Glenn, right? I was like, "Okay, I know this girl's brilliant. Like it's going to be fine." And it was fine. Oh, that's true. You did put me on whole time. Yeah, but it wasn't like someone that I would be nervous about at all. So it's like true, if true, it true, really facts. depends if it's red or apply for me. It depends on the person. Yeah, I think that's where I'm leaving it to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can agree there. Um, next up we have going to a party uninvited. And this mm. is in regards to Marie's mama popping up at her birthday party. Her mom is wild. Um, I would not go anywhere I'm uninvited just because it's probably like a pride thing. So on red for me. Yeah, I'm not popping up no place that I'm not invited to. That's I don't want to be awkward. I don't like uncomfortable situations. I don't think it's cute to like storm a place and put on a look and just shake shit up to be dramatic. And I'm not interested in none of that. No. Yeah, it looks like desperate to me. But I also could see how it could look the opposite way. But for me, I'm just like, no. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to like this circumstance, because it's like her mom, blah, blah, blah. I like it was embarrassing, but I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna fault her mom because for one, her mom is clearly not in her right mind but secondly like it's her mom but no anyone else i don't i don't think i would do that why i don't know why anyone would do that to be honest what do you want to be there for oh, i know a lot of petty people that would do that yeah i know Show a few people that would do somebody, that for sure or something or what a wedding? wedding i know so oh my god what you're lying you don't know do nobody that would crash sure. a wedding mm, i i do i think I, you know that person i do too. yep me too I think I know someone who would like attend a party just because it's going to make the other person uncomfortable. 
thousand percent anyways in like a whole look and make a loud entrance <laughs> <laughs> okay i think i know who you were all talking about as well however i just don't like why because i think for some okay. people it's like a power play like okay like you can't tell me where to be you know you can't control where i go i don't know i don't think that way so for me i would be like i look crazy yeah exactly and not a wedding that's od number one security like that's fucking ballsy oh my god what would you do if oh what would you do (laughs) sorry i never saw soul food i don't remember soul food I, i feel like that was a part there was like this whole thing. Somebody's ex was in there bumping and grinding and wilding out on the dance floor, dancing on her husband, and it turned to mm-hmm. a whole thing. And she on a smile. I would kill that person. Up to wedding. <laughs> I mean, there's like, no way you would even be able to get into my wedding. Facts. You have to be on the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> VIPs only. Even happening. Oh my god. Ah, that's hilarious. Um. Okay, and then in that same scene, Hattie and Marie get into it. So on Reddit reply, I said checking your friends, but like, I feel like that was more than just checking your friends. That was a lot. Wait, are you talking about when Hattie was like, are you really into this? No, well, sure. However you want to take it. I took it as when Marie, like, read Hattie for filth. But it was a reaction. Wasn't it? That's how I remembered it, at least. Mm. I think Hattie first said... Was was that a warranted reaction? Yeah, Yes, bitch. I I just got proposed to, and you want to have a conversation about whether or not I should have said yes on the day I got proposed to at my proposal party? that pause. Right, that's yeah, but the thing. have that conversation with me tomorrow or next week, not at my party. Like, okay. do you have a breakdown in front of like? No, that's inappropriate. Mm. Yeah, that's real. That's real. I felt like Marie almost invited it in a way. Like, I don't know. It was weird. It was very weird. It's a. It was a weird. How scene. did she invite it? Because she was like mad, quiet and weird, and like making like a fucking sad ass face. And Hattie's like, are like, is this what? Is this what you want? Like, what's, what's going on? That's how I took it. I don't know. Oh, I didn't read it like that. But you know what? It is possible because Hattie also has, like, no self-awareness. So it's possible she had no idea. But um, you have a good point. Like, it's just not the time or the place. But I also would probably be like, I wouldn't know what to say. I probably just wouldn't talk to my friend. I'd be like, congrats. Okay. This is weird. I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and yeah, then I would, no, like, call great. you the next day. Like, <laughs> Awkward smile. Hug. Right, because my ass would be like, <laughs> any more sips? I'd be like, ooh, draw. So I'd have to just Girl, exit. Right. <laughs> that would be so wild. Like, Hattie's just so wild to me. I don't, I don't get her. You know, people are so different. I don't know. You don't read that as being real. Like the timing is not great. No, but it's kind of the real. timing. Like, but, the, but the timing is important too I feel like when you love someone you have to also mm-hmm. understand timing you could have a, mm-hmm. a freaking I don't know an eyelash on your you know shoulder 
or an eyelash on your cheek, but I'm not running. Okay, an eyelash on your cheek, but I'm not running up to you at your wedding day when you're about to say I do. Like, you have an eyelash on your cheek. Time and place. Girl, I'm sorry. You be, eyelash on you your shoe. Eyelash off my cheek before I get to the altar. Right. Maybe before you together. get to the altar, but not when you're up on the altar. I'm not going to be like, hey, yo, Glenn. Glenn, pasta, hold on. Hey, yo, Glenn, you got an eyelash on your cheek. Like, oh that's ridiculous. God. That's hilarious. Hattie's just, but Hattie would do that. Yo, you're dumb. <laughs> you have an eyelash on your shoulder. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, obviously, her not wanting to marry this man is a way bigger deal than an eyelash, but you see my point. Yes. I mean, we'll get into that scene. That whole scene had me fucking cracking up. But anyway. Girl, well, I was cringing. Cringing. You know what? Cringe. It seems like yes. we're very ready to talk about the episode. So I was going to say, yes. let's get the into it. The show opens. Yeah. The show opens with this like really sexy scene. And Ida B is sitting on her desk in her office, like dragging a vape pen and clearly trying to seduce Hattie. Like Hattie comes in like, I got your shake. I got your, um, your dry cleaning. There's a package. And Ida B is sitting there with the little, like, trim of her, like, thigh-high stockings sh- poking out and with her legs crossed. And there's this whole set, this whole line where, she, where Hattie is like, are you trying to seduce me? And Ida's like, is it working? And I'm like, the whole time I'm watching it, because I'm thinking the episode is called It Was All a Dream. So I'm like, damn, Hattie is really into Ida B. This is crazy. Like, she is really stuck on her boss come to find out who's dreaming that dream miss i know that had me shook because i was like oh this is one of hattie's little dreams and then i was like oh shit this had a big dream well we know i was lonely makes sense yeah he's like she's lonely she's lonely she don't have nobody Except Chelsea, for her employees. Mm, Chelsea finds a way to just That's keep sexy. dragging Hattie. No, no, no. Ida is lonely. No, I know, but you're like, that's the only way she think about no, Hattie. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, I wasn't even trying to drag, but you're exactly. correct. This successful woman, mm-hmm. you know, she's just in a sad place. So Hattie's mm. there. Yeah. I have in my notes, Ida is a John. <laughs> she looks good as hell. Oh, she's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. She was looking I mean, Hattie's beautiful, good. too. Mad good. Everyone on the show is fine. But um, so then we cut to them being on the, the lot or whatever. I don't know the formal word. You actor people know it. Um, but Hattie has finished her script. Fucking hallelujah. I was Go so off, proud of her Hattie. in this moment. Go off. I was like, finalmente. We've got good something. Job, She's sharing it with Nia and Marie, and they're into it. They're, like, giving good feedback. I mean, we know that there's more to this, but initially, we're, I'm like, okay. Because the whole time, I thought they was going to read it and be like, this is trash. Yeah. I was just waiting for them to drag it. I'm I mean, but they, they didn't. I'm like, there was nothing constructive. They didn't even same. <laughs> but when they first read it, they were loving it so much because they thought that they were the main character. Exactly. Girl, which was crazy. So I thought there was... <laughs> I thought there were two interesting things with that, though, because they kept 
wanting to say like I love when your character like when you say this and that and like Hattie keeps having to be like you mean and she says the character's name and that's right. I don't know I think it's interesting when we think about this being like Lena Waithe's show or like mm-hmm. when you're a show that's kind of based on your life and like how you can separate yourself from fact versus fiction and like people are always going to want to um like put you in the role that you're playing or that you're writing for. Oh, like I even think writer. about other shows over time, like you know. But mm-hmm. like, let's look at like an insecure and like Issa has the same name, Issa, and like those two, those people mm-hmm. tend to be like inseparable. Those identities, you know, or mm. like people are gonna always watch. Like even as watcher, people watching Twenties might be like, did this happen to Lena? Was there something yeah. in her life? It felt like Was Inception. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly Very yeah but um another thing was that since they did think that the that the the script was written after her life there are these two i guess other women in the in the script that this main character seems to be in love with and they're just so convinced that it's them but i thought it was so interesting because we've talked before about like this dynamic of being a lesbian woman and being friends with straight women and I thought that was just like mm. an interesting conversation. Like, how much does that come up where it's like, whole time she likes me, or like just this assumption that she must like them because they're women. Like, she can have f- women friends that she's not attracted to sexually, you know? So that was an interesting scene. Yeah. But it also, do, do you think that that sometimes happens though? What do you mean? Like, I'm thinking about someone who definitely would always be like, like playing that kind of game. Hmm. Say more. <laughs> you are a messy bitch. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking of like when you have a friend who is gay and there is that underlying like flirtatiousness thing that occurs. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I I guess you'll always think about it in the same way in like a heterosexual friendship. You may always be like, does my guy friend want to fuck me? Yeah. 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 But I don't know. I feel like it doesn't feel the same for them just because of like the way their friendship is, even though there were constant moments where I was like, Marie loves Hattie like a lot. But I don't know. Maybe... Listen, girl, I was so convinced and I'm still not sure. Wait, you think Marie's into Hattie? Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. I was so sure of it. And I I don't think so anymore. But maybe Hattie, I don't know, they had a vibe. Something happened in the past or something, right? I thought they were just friends. I think there's always a tension with them and sometimes maybe because Hattie is a lesbian, it could blur the lines but I think Marie feels this need to like take care of Hattie in a way that could come off more than a friend interesting did not feel that way that's just my that's just my views mm, but anyway you didn't get that I feel like Marie wants to take care of everyone Hattie's just the one that needs it the most so she gets the most attention mm, I think she likes bloop doing it though i don't know if she well maybe she likes doing it but like i don't think that's like romantic you know when you have those friends that like always want to be 
Captain Savaho or something. Mm-hmm. It's not like romantic, but yeah, interesting. That's just where I think the the lines get just a smidge blurred, and they both were like, "Wait, this isn't about me. What do you mean?" So there's, there's definitely... so much in this show. Mm-hmm. Like you can just, I need to rewatch it now. I know. Yeah, and I wonder if it was just their egos, it's, if they were being dead ass. I think it was some ego shit, and I do think it comes down to some kind of sexuality shit too, though. Like you just this assumption that they that their gay friend, their lesbian friend, is just gonna like them because they're women. Like I really think that there's some presumption there. I don't know. I felt like it was a little tone deaf of them to do that. But I did want to ask y'all if y'all just if y'all how do I phrase this? I saw something on Instagram the other day. This person posted like I can I can't have any friends that I'm not romantic with. And I think that there's Ooh. just some friendships that you have with people, even if they're heteros- heterosexual, that there's just like a vibe or something like you have a different kind of intimacy. People say friendships are intimate in general. I don't know. There was this girl that I was friends with for a while. That's interesting. And we used to go to the club and like hang out. We were party friends. And then, I mean, this is like crazy. I mean, this doesn't like necessarily apply because she later like seduced me, but we would... <laughs> I would sleep over her house and we would like cuddle every night and she'd be like I'm surprised it wasn't the other way around but keep going oh (laughs) no yeah she was just like we just cuddle like she's like it just feels good to be held sometimes you know and I was like word I see that I don't know yeah I think that's like earlier but anyway er earlier (laughs) when I was saying that like sometimes there is that tension in friendships between a lesbian woman and a straight woman i was like hesitant because i was like is this offensive but then i'm thinking about it and i feel like anytime there are two attractive people and like so like it could be a man and a woman or a lesbian woman and a woman and they're like attracted to that sex and they're attractive that's always like a oh if we got really drunk like you know a hundred percent. Okay, okay. I'm glad. I, glad I got a little. I, I mean, mm. I think so. I mean, I, I, I have trouble being, I have trouble being friends with, just be, just being friends with attractive people in general. Like, <laughs> Interesting. I, I, I don't have like, I don't have like attractive male friends. That I like, they're friend. I'm friends with them now, but like maybe we used to hook up. I'm gonna try it first. You know. Right, yeah. Okay, Predator Glenn. <laughs> um, I know, I'm like, I wouldn't necessarily try it, but maybe it was a thought. Uh, no, I'm fucking with you. I've had similar experiences. Um, so exactly. at first, anyway. when, we, when we see this scene um, of like the casting thing, like remember she has, Ida has Hattie, work on something and then she puts like Nia in I was so confused and I didn't realize that she was like having her come in to read for Coco's Butter but that was really dope did yeah, y'all pick cool. up on that immediately Hattie. yeah when she was creating like the list of people that are coming into audition yeah maybe just because I'm like Oh, Ida trust Hattie this month. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe I think that was an example of um Hattie just, you know, holding it down for her friend too. 
Yes, that Definitely. was dope. And I'm like just I'm, adding it. I'm really adding. proud of her for that. I thought that was lit. I love yeah. But Damn. in that scene, Nia's mo- original monologue is good. And then they ask her, like, did she does she have anything else? Yeah. So that scene was a little mm. crazy. Like she mm-hmm. had prepared one monologue. W- she had prepared a script. And her and Hattie were going back and forth because Hattie was helping her read through and like Nia was killing it. So she felt super prepared. Then we get to the audition and she's like, wait, this isn't what I practice, which one was weird. I was like, is Ida pulling some shit? Because she yeah. knows that this is Hattie's friend. I know. And she's like jealous or something. Too, but I feel like that's like that happens. I feel like that happens because. Yeah, you got to be prepared. Then she gives her a chance to just do a monologue. She's like, she doesn't like let her fumbling and being thrown off. Like, she doesn't write her off for that. She's like, do you have something else? And then, yeah. I, uh, did you catch this, Chelsea? When Nia goes, yes, she said, I'm Caribbean. I'm West Indian. Indian. Of course, I'm prepared. Yes, 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 yes. yes. I wrote that, that down. <laughs> Hope we also wrote down so her. Into this you know what? I'm not going to drag her dad. Oh, my <laughs> yes. God. Girl, because I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Um, but yes, she goes into the Uh monologue, and uh, the minute she fucking opened her mouth and that screen panned onto Hattie's face, I already knew what was up. That scene had me tight. Wait, why did it have you tight? Is there was that past episode where. Hattie had found this script that was like so beautifully written that she loved this work that Ida had done in the past that was about this like about her life essentially which is kind of interesting is that parallel to like you know Hattie writing this script that's about her own life and it's about the time she decided to like give up her daughter for adoption um and Nia gonna go read a monologue from that script as a part of her audition yeah yeah the emotion on Ida B's face was so intense. I it was know. really powerful. Um, Amazing. But I, I couldn't believe that Nia did that. But Nia didn't, Nia didn't know, Nia didn't right? know. She just, it was just a great monologue, so she performed a great monologue. We're just not clear as to how Nia would have gotten the script. I'm sure yeah. Hattie left it laying it around laying someplace. Around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because remember, she was like obsessed with it. She was supposed to be organizing the scripts and like um, photocopying them. But then she really loved that script. So I'm assuming she like took it with her. The only thing I'm wondering is if that was in some way incorporated into the script that she wrote that Marie and Nia read on the lot. But I don't feel like that <gasps> wouldn't make sense. Or if Hattie tried to act like she finished her script, but really she just stole Ida B's script. Right. That's what I was starting to think. No. But then that doesn't make Very sense possible. in the context for the end. It doesn't make sense. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't align with what happens in the end. So I don't know. We got some. We got some questions, Lena. We got questions. But either way, Listen. I completely understand why Ida B freaked the fuck out. Absolutely. Yeah. And if if Nia knew that that was some undercover type script situation and she chose to perform that, ooh, my blood started boiling when she did that. I was, I don't know. I, I it, it must not be. She had to think it was cool to do that because Hattie wasn't tight. There was no beef. Yeah, um, no. I don't I think yeah. she's like, ooh. There's no way. 
That's not in her character. Yeah. I think that fucking Hattie had the shit laying around somewhere and Nia just liked it. I don't know, but she killed it. Ida B was impressed with her work, but also probably like, holy shit, this is my stuff. And it's so personal to her. So Hattie gets fired. Yeah, and it's like super personal and super um, delicate. It's about Ida B's abortion, which mm-hmm. is like, whoa, like you don't mess with that. Right, exactly. So I don't know. I, I respect her choice. I think Hattie needed that to happen for her to realize that there are consequences for your actions, which will then cause you to think about what you do. Like, you can't be so oblivious, even if it wasn't intentional. You have to, like, always be thinking 10 steps ahead. Like, oh, I didn't mean for her to find this script. You shouldn't have the fucking script out and about or whatever had happened. So she had to get fired. It had to be done. I yeah. also think that we... Yeah. I was surprised I don't she know. didn't take it so hard, though. But that's her. I guess so. She was like, I'm out. Exactly. Like, she knew she fucked up major. And I don't know. I guess she just took that L and kept it moving. Slash, I think she was, like, feeling really confident since she fixed her... um, she, so she finished her script. So maybe she was like, okay, well, I'm going to keep it moving. Slash she's used to chaos. I have so many theories. I have so many fucking theories. But um, I think we missed a part. Um, Zach gets Marie this fucking gift. Oh, my goodness. That was interesting. And I told you all that I was feeling a romance between Zach and Marie. Last oh, episode. Listen. When he came in there with that gift for her, that sexual tension. Whew. And she accepted it. How do we feel about that? I don't I think mean, there's anything wrong yeah, with that. I'm it's her accepted it. co-worker. Slash boss. Right. Yeah, I think that's fine. But like if they're coming with that energy. I mean, she couldn't she control how he did it. Yeah. But I just think like. If someone's coming at you with like flirty energy and they give you a gift and you're in a committed relationship and you accept that gift, then you're also sending them another message back. What are you supposed to say, oh my God, I can't accept this? Yeah. Zach, why are you being so weird? LOL. (laughs) What? (laughs) Does she know what it is though? Like end that weirdness right away. Well, for one, Marie's with the shit. But secondly, I think if that's the scenario, you just kind of are like, I don't know, like, thank you. Looking forward to all the gifts I'm going to get. I wonder what Chuck's going to get me or something. I don't know. <laughs> that's smooth. Yeah. That's, a, that's not a about-to-be-proposed woman response, I don't think. I mean, I don't think she was ready for that at all, but here we fucking go. So 
Before we get to that scene, though, after Hattie gets fired, she goes back to the coffee shop. We see Coffee Bay, Adina, and she apologizes for acting like an asshole. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because if you remember, Hattie totally blew her off in the last season and was like, I don't know that girl. Like, we barely talk mm-hmm. um, in front of Lorraine. So, I mean, shout outs to Hattie for apologizing. I agree. Th- okay, this scene was very interesting. So she goes to apologize and is essentially like trying to friend zone Adina. And Adina is not with the shits. This was an epic scene, and I'm sure this meant so much to Lena to kind of bring this subject to mainstream television. Like, yes, we understand Hattie's a lesbian, Hattie dates, but I never felt like we saw a lot of the different dynamics of lesbian relationships, aside from, like, her habitually dating straight women. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So this scene was so dope because... Basically, they get into it because Adina's like, well, you don't like me because I'm mass presenting as well. Basically, uh, (laughs) Hattie said, we're both soft studs. And Adina was like, ain't nothing soft about me. I ain't soft. Adina was making me, she was doing a lot in that scene. Um, But like, I also respected it. What? See, I was like, you doing too much, girl. But I could see how that could get somebody wet. Yeah, I was like, okay, but I, I don't know. And maybe this is my own ignorance. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't see it for them. I don't, I don't, I don't see them being together. And it was exactly what Hattie was saying. She was like, well, we're both aggressors. And she's like, oh, well, you think because I have like baggy jeans and my locks or whatever, like that I'm not interested in you. And she's like, I'm a lesbian. I like women. I like soft studs. I like femmes. I like trans women. I like all women. And I was like, oh, shit. Because even with, like, the way we probably see um, queer relationships, especially lesbian relationships, we tend to still see, like, a more mass-presenting with more feminine or... Except in porn. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say... I always found that very interesting. Or, like, femme and femme. Yeah. But you never see... I don't think you really see, and at least I don't, like... Um, two mass presenting women together i mean i do in real life but just like never in media right exactly yeah there's still these kinds of like stereotypes around like how relation those relationships are supposed to like function or whatever Mm -hmm. and i thought that that's what made adina's monologue really dope i loved the like very intentional mentioning of trans women i thought that was really great Mm -hmm. um and yeah, I don't know. The one thing, like you said, Shadi, I think it's an important conversation to have, and I had hadn't seen people have that before too, uh, like in media. Um, but I think what y'all were both getting at in some ways too was just sort of like, yo, if if Hattie's saying like you're not her type, you're not her type. Yeah, I was like, you're doing a lot. Like I love the scene, but if someone did that to me, I was I would be like, okay. I think it was a bit of a read in a way coupled with like her being like, I'm tired of being treated like this second fiddle because she peeps that Hattie's girl comes in or whatever that I think she peeps that when Lorraine comes in, she's with this man 
and mm-hmm. that there's some tension and she's acting funny style about it. So she's probably like, oh, you're one of those bitches that talk to straight girls and think that you can only date like femme girls and you probably have like a very narrow minded view of what it means to date women. That's what was my assumption. So I think she was just like, I'm going to put you on game real quick and do it in a little like sexy monologue. No, I agree. Yeah, but for then sure. I had to wonder like, is that narrow minded? Like, I don't know. And I don't think that we're like the right people to, we don't have the, these answers, but it definitely mm-hmm. gave me more questions. Like, is it sure? Like we could critique Hattie's like, thing about dating straight women but like is it narrow-minded that Adina's not her type but she wants to be friends I mean and I also I mean I don't know but is it also like okay between them yeah I don't know like I also feel like why is that and I've heard that again as you said Glenn we are not the experts on this um but I have heard that within the lesbian community that's frowned upon um like when a lesbian's always dating a straight girl and i wonder why because Mm. isn't that a preference as well Mm, it's probably like a you know a sadistic one but yeah i mean you you're attracted to what you're attracted to right I, i would argue here though and again I don't know if this is necessarily equatable, but this is how I'm equating it in my mind. Like, if I was like, oh, well, no, I only date athletic, built, pretty boys. Like, y'all would be like, what do you mean? Like, get to know other people. Yeah, of course, we'd say that. But at the same time, that's allowed. you're allowed to have that preference. I'd just be like, wow, you're really just shallow. But you're allowed to be shallow. Yeah, but and, and I don't even know that we could even equate those because there's all this other stuff that's wrapped up into that that's around like gender and like norms and right like the, like relationship dynamics and all this kind of stuff that has been like I don't know a practice Ingrained. or a um, thing for so long, you know. So like maybe like y'all were saying like the, uh, what one of the strengths of like what Adina is saying is like open your mind. Mm-hmm. But I think what's really like one of the strengths, like what I thought was like so popping about her monologue, though, was that she was just like, I'm multifaceted. Mm-hmm. Ooh, girl, when she yeah. said, you don't know what I look like behind closed doors when I take down these dreadlocks. You don't know if I'm um, <laughs> aggressive or if I'm, what did she say? Submissive. Submissive. I don't know. It was hot. Yeah. Sh- shit was hot. She was like, I know how to pleasure myself. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, she was like, we have the same anatomy. I I also find that groundbreaking, like to have a stud be kind of like almost sexualized in that way on television. Like I've also never seen that. Mm. Word. Like for her to give you like what, what one might consider like ultra feminine seductive like the delivery was very like yes womanly if you will mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. I started I was literally imagining what she looked like with her clothes on and I was it was very like sexy and body <laughs> and all of this stuff you know like <laughs> wow and I feel wasn't like, alone there no it was it was like meant to be sexy but I feel like you know we don't really 
when you think sexy in television, they're never going to put a stud in that, you know, that role. Right. So it was very groundbreaking in that way. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great scene, even though at in the moment it felt like this is all happening at like noon in the coffee shop. But here we are. We're in it. Um, so then we cut to, at least per my, my notes, Marie's party. Because my first notes are Chuck's parents got bread. Oh, my God. Right. And t- shout out Vanessa Williams and Rick Fox looking fine as hell. Rick Fox, fine as hell. a real couple real at one point? I think they dated, like, in the 90s. I think so, because I think married. that's, yes, they were, they were together, because that's Lime Babe's parents. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no, wow. They, yeah, they Those are her parents? Well, sorry, Lime Babe, the, the singer and Lime Babe, because I think Lime Babe is the guy and the girl. Wait, wow, her parents are gorgeous. I know. Bro. That's I a hot check couple. That. I'm, I'm going to fact check that one, though. I think you're. I, they've definitely been together. I feel like I've seen them in other things too. But anyways, they come in and they give Marie a Chanel bag. Yes, just straight like that. And they're just like, "Oh, you're the daughter we've always wanted." Just like going in, and that's how I knew her mom was about to pop up. Because I was like, "What? Why is all this happening right now? Why all this conversation about like, you're so perfect, you're so this, you're so that?" So when her mom popped up with her little accent i was not surprised wait also do we think that the parents knew that uh chuck was gonna pop the question so they wanted to like the bag to be the cherry on top probably maybe yeah as soon as that that party happened and then when they when they came over and sat at the table and they were like it's the couple of the hour or something i was like he about to propose at this fucking party and i'm gonna be tight (laughs) i I just want to put this out here right now don't nobody never pr- propose to me at my birthday party. I think that's mad corny. Don't you ever. <laughs> don't you ever. Don't you ever kind of bundle up a celebration within another one. Okay, Not bundle. <laughs> that is, that is a, um, he's that a, you know. Corny to me. <laughs> he'll save his coins, dear. I'm that's a good quality. A second party, a second event. You gonna throw me a birthday party and give me a ring? What if I just wanted to have a birthday party? I don't, I did not like that. Mm, child, no. But anyway. Okay. Wait, what is your ideal proposal? Oh my God, girl. I go back and forth. You know, like, the minimalist in me wants my man to, like, make me breakfast in bed or something. Or, like, do it in some kind of random way. Like, some mad quiet way. Like, something we always do together. And then we, like, go to a party later. But then, like, in a dream Oh, that's cute. Wouldn't that be mad cute? Like, we have, yeah. like, breakfast at home or we have coffee. If, there's, if we, like, drink coffee at, like, our little table or something every morning, then he would pose it. And then we, like, go to brunch with mad friends. Because I feel like that's, like, the best of both worlds. Exactly. And the brunch is, like, surprise. And that could be, like, fabulous and stuff. Um, but I Although, have logistically, that doesn't make sense. Like, why would you be having breakfast and then go to brunch? And then I it'd know, be a surprise. I was thinking, I'm like, damn, it's going to have to be coffee or tea or something. I'm like, <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> fruit plate. I don't know. <laughs> not a fruit plate. I don't know. Wait, oh my god! Ideal proposals. I want to hear Chelsea Rojas's. Oh, I was like, who just ran ran on mute? I thought it was Shade. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea um, Rojas. <laughs> I damn. I don't know. I don't know. Like I, w- I do like the idea of like it being like a celebration, 
but I also like the idea of like us having our moment, oh, girl, which I, I think always already. usually happens. Like I don't want, I don't know anyone except for like people that get proposed to at like sports games. Mm. I really, <laughs> I really, yeah, everyone I know got proposed to on their own, and then there was like a big celebration. Yeah, I love which that. I think is nice. I see you having a destination proposal. I would enjoy that. This is a quick aside, but I was, for some reason, I went down this wormhole recently and I was looking up Seal and Heidi Klum because I was like, what What? an iconic couple. Like, what happened to them? He proposed to her in an igloo, like in Alaska or some shit. I was like, this is. It's funny that you bring that up as like a super unique thing because I was just watching this video on YouTube about. diamonds and this one woman was like talking about her proposal and it was in an igloo i think that's just i yeah i don't know i'm imagining it but was it a private igloo yeah private igloo like he, i'm okay i'm done it was like i'm on a actually iceberg done or something it was like okay, a that's private cool. igloo it no was. because on the video i was watching it was like a like a tourist site And it was like mad people in the igloo. And I was like, you're going to drop the ring and it's going to fall on the ice and slide somewhere. (laughs) This seems ridiculous to me. But, you know, it worked out. And she said, yes. No, no. I think like literally somebody carved them ice blocks and like made it for the proposal. Oh, child. I don't know. Shadi, do you have an idea before we talk about this proposal? Um, I definitely envision it being destination. But after Chelsea said sports game. I was like, oh my god, I could totally get proposed to at like could a you? really good sports game, like Super Bowl. Only if you have floor seats. Yeah. Well, it's like my team at the Super Bowl <laughs> or like my team in the finals. And I'm like, oh my god, I would yeah, die. Yeah, something thoughtful. That, I would that's actually, actually thoughtful because you die. like football. Oh my god, if the Knicks were like in the NBA finals and I got proposed to, that was that's probably the that's best never happening. So I know, I know, I know, I know. But wow, that just made me very emotional. <laughs> so I, I think that's that. what I, I want. That. that would make sense. I this reminds me though. Remember when Kanye proposed to Kim on the the that field and yeah, will you marry me with the, the orchestra? Oh I thought that was fire. Like the other part of me just wants something like OD like that. But like only if the person's like a millionaire. I know. I'm like that. That because is all. That all means I have to have a very wealthy man. <laughs> like, yeah, because I feel like when people do the most and they're not millionaires then i feel like you look dumb yeah in my opinion. Like, we have some I'm very have opinionated ladies on proposal styles ladies and gentlemen <laughs> oh my god it's very 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 mm. so anyway marie gets proposed to at her damn birthday party but yes so she's having a birthday celebration first and foremost and she sits down the table's cute they, the whole decor was very beautiful shirley she came popping in pink. cheerio yeah here comes the mama Oh, Lord. I was so happy, though, because we talked about in the last episode, like, damn, there's mad threads that I need to see tied up. And this episode just tied them all up. Oh, see, I felt like this episode made me, like, think of all the other threads that are coming in season two. Oh, same. But I was like, Glenn asked for the damn mom. Here she is. There's the mom. And, um... So now they're all sitting at the table and it's time for toasts and we get this very classy toast from Chuck's parents. And, you know, one would hope that it would just end there. But of course, who, who pops up next? Hattie pops up, <laughs> makes some weird ass. 
about sleeping on her couch and how she probably gonna be there a little bit longer because she lost her job because i'm unemployed everybody's like lord child but it was still so cute and then nia gives her, her that was speech. cute i thought it was cute okay i thought it was cute after nia gave her speech <laughs> and then i felt like i was like oh my god this is like their dynamic of their friendship yes 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 you know? which is like so tired just kidding i love their friendship but like Marie, I mean, Hattie is just like, Lord, girl, get yourself together. Oh, my God. No. Okay, whatever. We'll get into that, uh, into Hattie because I have a yes. on her. Yes. Um, but then the mama pops up with her speech. And child. It was actually, I thought it was so beautiful. She essentially is just like, and also to talk about another show real quick, I had just watched um, Little Fires. Little Fires. So good. So good, mm. but I was thinking so much about motherhood because that show is all about that. And basically, her speech was saying like, uh, Hattie's. I mean, Marie's mom was saying like, "Yo, people just assume because you're a woman that you're gonna be a great mom, and that's just simply not true." And that she basically was like, "I've been a failure in my life. I've been a hot mess, but like, you have been my one great success." And I thought it was just so beautiful. I really I thought with it. I thought it was beautiful too, but again. Wrong place, wrong time, in my opinion. Really? Yeah. Like, let's have that one-on-one conversation, mom. But, like, yeah. not at my birthday party in front of, like, all these people. You don't know who any of these people are to me if I want them to know all my business like that too much. And, and I also mm. feel like it was still very selfish because it's, like, I don't know. I, I, I have family members that do these, like, grand gestures when it's, like, you ain't in your kid's life. But you just be popping up at birthday parties and for photo shoots. I'm confused. And not photo shoots. Yeah. And and then on top of that, talking about you're my my greatest accomplishment or whatever she said, it's like, we don't know their story. I, like Marie could feel like, am I? Cause like you didn't even raise me. Or like, I raised myself. So what are you talking about? So I felt like it was very much like a little like pity party and she was trying to just have the spotlight. Her mom just seems like an extra, like, spotlight-ass bitch. Her mom seems but, like she wanted to be in, like, dream girls or, like, you know, like a, a girl group, and she was always the Michelle. Oh, Lord, I don't... How did you, did you come to that conclusion? <laughs> she, I bet it's because she's light-skinned. No, because... What? <laughs> no, because she's just, like, so extra, and it's, like... Someone just did not pay no attention to you. Like, what's going on? <laughs> I kind of feel like her mother's an addict. Yes. So she's not addicted to drugs or alcohol, but gambling. And I feel like this is actually probably a very common thing where you like in a moment of celebration, you want to like, you know, kind of fix everything when it's probably a lot deeper than that. So, I don't know. I thought it was like a real moment. She, It was obviously not tasteful on her part. But in her mind, she's just probably like, you know, I have to make up for it and say this beautiful speech. And like, really, it needs a therapy session. Yo, but whole time, yes. I think that is what addicts have to do when they are trying to get clean. They have to like make amends. So whole time True. Out that she's in rehab or some shit. Who knows? Not at my fucking birthday party, lady. I know. Right. I, now that y'all say it, I'm like, damn, yeah, that maybe wasn't. <laughs> I would have been like, security. 
Not security. Oh, no, that's terrible. But I would have pulled her to the side like, listen, none of your fucking shenanigans. Okay. Wait, also, mm-hmm. did her mom take her bag? Yes. You're lying to okay. me. Okay. Yes. I thought I saw that and I was like, she's that thirsty for money. But yeah, it's an addiction. It's like if you're on crack she or something. She looks up and the mom has family. the same bag. Yeah. Oh, fuck out of here. I didn't see that. Damn it. That yeah, rewatch, girl. There was a lot in this episode. That's why I agree with you, Chelsea. I was like, fuck. Oh, Y'all like gave me a lot of what I wanted, but now I'm like, what else? Oh, my God. Yeah, Damn. like how your mama going to steal from you? That's why I said security. But yeah, damn, that's just some like people got patterns that is in her pattern. Damn it, that sucks. That's whack. That's so whack. But also, again, yeah. she's an addict. Glenn this is, is real. Um, I already know Glenn was cringing, but when this man started fucking singing, I think his character is a singer, guys. Like, I think that's his no. thing. You know how you always have that one uncle or aunt that, like, always sings at the family function? Yes. Yes, but, like, sometimes they can sing. He's the one that, like... But he's not bad, though. It's not like he's, like, burnt, making your ears bleed. No, I mean, no, he's not... I don't mind his voice. I was just saying, it just is, like, cringy to me. Like, he just come out singing his John Legend with this cake. I was like, oh. I hated everything. I kind of thought it was cute. I think I, I kind of like... When, like, a guy is willing to kind of put himself out there or, like, maybe do something a little embarrassing if it's, like, going to put a smile on your face or something. But no, he, he wasn't embarrassed because he think he got vocals. <laughs> he, was, he wasn't, like, on stage with a background, you know, ensemble. He was just, you know, trying to do something sweet for her. Why do you guys hate Chuck so much? I don't get it because he has chest hair. I don't hate Chuck. I just cringe. think that that Glenn was hates Chuck. Corny. He makes me cringe. Yeah, he's just he, he's corny to me. But is it because he sings? I don't like singing men. I don't like it. I'm not a fan of singing men. <laughs> I don't like Unless it's like Trey Aren't songs. Aren't you obsessed with Jacquees? Trey songs. I literally don't <laughs> <say> that. <laughs> That's Unless different. Trey songs or Jacquees or like those. <laughs> exactly. Literally. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, I, I, I wouldn't want Trey songs. No, yeah, no, he could sing to me, actually. I take that back. Right, he might be listening. Absolutely. Might ruin your chance, girl. Um, But anyway, I will say that. Oh, I just envisioned that. I'm sorry. I have to come back. Okay, keep going. um, When he gets on one knee and he's like, I mean all of those words. I was like, that's really beautiful. And we're off the heels of that episode where they had that, like, really tender moment. And we were all like, Mm -hmm. oh, word, I see it for them. So, like, I was happy for it although i was like why are you doing this at her birthday party this is fucking sus still um and he's like will you marry me the ring was cute from what i could tell from what i, could I see. did not like that ring what i don't I remember it, was, it i thought it was kind of on the larger side i didn't i didn't like was it like halo though it looked like a halo to me yeah I don't like a halo. Yeah, the halo no. was a little off for me but it was not like a, 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 a semi-decent stone in the center um and she gives this long ass pause and i feel like her life just fucking flashed before her eyes and she was thinking about her fine ass boss mm-hmm. quan quintrell 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 all of just all you know because she has been getting really spicy for her 
Now she's about to get married to Chuck. See, I think she like definitely loves Chuck. She just might think he's gay. Or something. Mm. Like because... I think if he wasn't if she wasn't worried about that, she wouldn't be thinking about no Quintrell or like I really think they have like history and they love each other, but she thinks he's gay. So that's kind of throwing her off, I think. Mm. Or like a, a sex addict or something. Something. Like something's up. We're just not quite sure. Because basically, right after that, this, I actually loved this moment. It's time to pay for the check. And Marie got her ring on her finger, feeling herself. And she tells the server, like, oh, yes, my fiance is going to handle the check. Um, she's like, let me find him to get the card. <laughs> actually, I'll just get it. Oh, I just loved that. I'm like, ooh, I actually can't wait for those moments. Yes, let me reach into your coat pocket and pull out your wallet and just put the shit on your fucking card and call you my fiance. <laughs> that was so boss. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is, I like that too. But what did she find when she opened up his wallet? The card that he said he got rid of and didn't he, care about. He was like, he was I don't even know where that wallet. card is. Exactly. So you, if In your man wallet. Know, right. Nothing's wrong with having so a wallet now. One. No, but I'm saying like men know what's in that man wallet. They be having uh, mad. Having like four or five things or mad things. It's like either or. But <laughs> yeah. business cards, they don't be keeping. Yeah, they don't keep business cards in there. Right. So the in the first or second episode, there was this moment where Chuck, they were at this party for uh, Marie's job, right? It was for like when they were expanding or something, I believe. Mm-hmm. And you see Chuck exchange cards with this server and that moment was always awkward. Like I couldn't forget about it. And she confronted him about it later on in the season. And he, he was like, yo, I don't know who that is. I mean, I lost that business card. So for me, when I saw that that man's card was in his wallet before I'm jumping to like, is he gay? What's going on here? I'm like, Oh, but you're a liar. You lied. And that felt worse first, you know, Mm -hmm. like homeboy straight up, so, yes, he's a liar. And yes, he still had the card. But did y'all peep that she looks him, looks over at him and he's kikiing with some bitch? Let me not call her a bitch. A young lady. <laughs> I did see that, but I thought it was just like he was chilling. He's just talking and she's just But why would the camera pan over there and why would it be all like... Oh my gosh, delicious. so what if... Maybe he's not gay maybe he's just like wants an open relationship i'm telling y'all chuck is a sex addict or something he could be a sex addict he likes it all maybe wasn't he the one that was always trying to have sex and she didn't is that what the intention was the beginning yeah Hmm. something like that i thought that was a casual conversation and it's kind of like when you look at the person that you're talking to from afar once you've learned something and it's just like damn look at him looking all nice and fucking cordial and being whatever looking friendly and like yeah but then shorty's like ha 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 head is leaning back it's like a whole thing i don't know yeah i feel like in the real world i I feel like in the real world it's not a big deal but i feel like lena is so intentional that it's it means something yep so Mm. that already had me on my damn toes i was like what is about to happen what is about to happen I can't remember what happened first. If it was that she peeped that, did she peep that first, and then her and Hattie talked, or was it the other way around? I think she peeped that first, right? Because she is so in. She she like lashes out at Hattie that I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Someplace else, yeah. 
yeah. my notes say Chuck is in and this fucking singing proposes <laughs> still has the card. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck you can sing to me. They're haters. And then it goes, Marie Hattie fight. <laughs> so what is Marie's? I mean, Hattie says, Hattie roll up on Marie. Right? And she's like, are you happy? Or what is it? That, what's the Yeah. Line? Yeah. Which you all, you said is like, or one of you, I think, said is being real. I yeah. feel like it's just like, just just not okay <laughs> yeah the time i mean okay off, but she, she seemed like she was in a state and in a mood so you could check on your friend in that moment but be like hey are you okay base. yeah maybe are you okay because like i'm not i don't want the time to pass especially with somebody like marie and she's done already buried it deep down and it's right gone and we'll that's never a good get point again you know <laughs> do you notice you said bird it <laughs> right. glenn is from it. alabama <laughs> no but it's true i feel like you're right to bring up the point about thinking about who Marie is because if you don't address things with her she just has to have everything under control and everything needs to be perfect so she might just like pretend like nothing's happening when she actually did need a shoulder to lean on but again Mm -hmm. Hattie does not like that's not how you do it you say friend are you okay you look a little shaken up like what's wrong but not like, are you sure you wanted to say yes? Because then it's like, yeah. it feels like you're kind of like not respecting her relationship or like, I don't know. It doesn't, I feel like that would not be something that would come out of my mouth. Yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, if somebody said some shit like that to me, I would fucking do exactly what Marie did and black. <laughs> yeah, because, okay. There's two scenarios, right? There's a scenario in which she's right and Marie didn't want to say yes. And then there's a scenario in which Marie is so, you know, did want to say yes. And like you're questioning the fact that she's just having like one of the happiest moments in her life. And you're questioning that like that doesn't seem like a friendly thing to do. Yeah. And even if I didn't want to, I probably was still black because I'm like, let me process my shit. Damn. So I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I think that also Hattie knows some shit about their relationship from the past, too. She don't just dislike him. Or like dislike Chuck him. is a sex addict. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a singing sex I addict. I can't wait to see if this theory is a singing sex addict. I can't wait to see if this theory is true. I cannot wait. But she blacked on her, and she said some interesting things to her. One of them that I thought was interesting was she said something around the, along the lines of like, "I'm sorry that you all you know how to do is like." chase after people and beg for love because that's always what you do with your mom i was like that was od though that was od that was od that was wait hattie said that to marie no marie said that to hattie child oh but i remember thinking in that last episode when she was talking to um uh shorty lorraine and i was like yo hattie acts like she is trying to get her parents attention like her parents be traveling all the time and she needs their attention literally so you did say that I did say that right so I'm like mm, that is the behavior and like maybe this is like saying something about why she enters into relationships the way she does but I didn't really get that that was the vibe between her and her mom so I didn't know where that came from but and so I'm telling you well her dad is nuggets. Around. yes we got and, that oh right yes yeah I forgot about, we didn't mention that scene yeah there was a whole scene about that Right. She's talking with Nia and like Nia's dad pops on. And I love the FaceTime conversations between all of the parents and their kids aside from 
Malie and her mom. But the dad was mad sweet, like blowing her kisses, saying he's gonna pray, don't talk about my boy's accent. Um, and I'm not gonna do it, yeah. We're not gonna talk about it. <laughs> but anyway, it was mad sweet, and like Hattie cries, and she's saying that her dad ain't shit. Um, so yeah, so so yeah, that makes what Marie says even more kind of like, you know, low blow. Yeah, I feel like that's not fair, no matter how mad you get. Like, I would have blacked on her, but not, it, okay. It's one thing to like black on your friend or like go in at times without going in, if that makes sense. And if no, you feel yeah, like it so. makes sense, but I think in the heat of, um, in the heat of the moment, sometimes you do accidentally go in. Yeah. Yeah. They have a really, they have a, they have an intense relationship. They so. sure do. Because I'm like, that's not the first time she's gone off on her like this. I'm like, right, oh exactly. Okay, wait, but did Hattie not say something rude to Marie? No, I think what she said was rude, and I understand. Ugh, I can see both sides of the coin. I think, um, but I think ultimately, they both just have these wounds and these issues. And in that moment, it just like boiled all the way up. So I think Lena is leaving us some nuggets for mm-hmm. more to definitely come because it was like, boom, but that's I why your mama, blah, blah, right. blah. <laughs> no, but girl, if you're going to like blow up on somebody like that after you just discovered some shit like that, like that card, that all felt like a projection, which to me is like, yeah, you you feel a serious way about this Chuck situation, and you're like, you're it, it was unwarranted. Like that part of that was in like charged up by the Chuck shit. She had to take that. Yeah, out. I for see. Sure. For sure. I mean, and that's what many humans do. Like you know, the saying, "Hurt people, hurt people." If you're feeling some type mm-hmm. of way, then you're like, not so nice. Yeah, I'm, I, fact. I think that they, they, they do this, and I hope that that's something that they learn in their 20s, that pattern, that it's a bad pattern if they're going to continue their relationship. Um, Was that your therapist voice? <laughs> I think so. Patterns, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all, I'm trying to get into the last scene. Because, girl. I can't hold it in no more. Mm. <laughs> Bitch. Okay. What when happened? She, when she is pulling up to whole time, hold up. Now that I think about it, is, she went to Marie's house because Hattie don't have a house. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, wait. Oh, damn. Hattie B's at fucking Marie's she house. Just go to Marie's house. Damn, I want to try to go Hattie's to Marie's house. I'm fucking dead. I'm fucking dead. Oh, my God. I'm like, oh, Ida B pulls up. Not even, it's not even your house. You, you, she, how does she even know that? But whatever. So Hattie comes back. There's someone sitting on the steps and the camera pans. We see that the person has their script. And before Hattie leaves um, Ida B's office where she was told that she did not want to see her damn face, not never again, she left her script on Ida B's table, which I thought was a smart move. I would have done the same. I would have never gotten fired, but still. Um, <laughs> and... So I'm like, no way, no fucking way, no way this is Ida B. Camera pans up, lo and behold, it's Ida B. They have this fucking embrace. They kiss, 
I'm like, but how did she kind of awkward in that kiss? For me. You think? Yeah, like is Hattie, can Hattie and Ida be ever be a thing? Hattie where she is and Ida be where she is. Could that ever really work? No, no. Yeah, no. I don't see it for them. I, I felt like it was so weird because the episode ended with this like pan to the sky and it's like, you know, that's the type of, we talked about like cinema, like devices or whatever, cinematic devices. When that happens, you're supposed to be like, oh, my God, and they're so in love. And yeah. I was like, I'm not see. I don't see this at all. Especially after the way that they painted this relationship, even the way that the, the dream that Ida B was having in the beginning, right? She has Hattie saying, like, I know what you do to girls. I'm not even going to look at you in your eyes. Like, there's just all of this weird shit around that relationship that I can't look at it as, like, when they were at the movie theater, was that just, like, their chemistry drawing them together or was it inappropriate? Like, I can't get the inappropriate shit out of my mind, you know? Yeah. Ida, I th- Ida's problematic, in my opinion. If that were a man, yes. we would be saying me too. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying, but I but I think that, that we're supposed to feel like they're like a, like a genuine, like it's a genuine thing, like it's a vibe. I don't think she so. Really likes her. No, I think that this episode was just highlighting and like putting emotions to the extreme. It was just like, no in between, none of this like, oh, huh, I wonder this, da, da, da. Like, everyone's emotions were on a thousand this episode. And I think that's why the, it culminates in this, like, crazy scene of, like, all this tension and all this emotion has been building up the whole season. I don't think that is any type of a relationship that can actually last. But I think that it's showing us, like, there's something here. And it like ignited by so many factors like they have this weird sexual tension but I think that Ida also sees a lot of talent in Hattie I think she sees maybe some aspects of herself in Hattie and she is also like depressed as fuck because she's alone and just wants something and that like brewed together created this weird makeout. Mm, I mean, yeah, and I will say Chelsea was trying to call Ida be lonely for her dream. This was a, a loneliness thing. Like, yo, when we pull up and we see Ida B with her head hanging low in between her legs and holding down the Girl, I was like, that's I was like, this can't be no Ida B. Bro, looking right. mad forlorn. Looking mad like not <laughs> forlorn. That's amazing. Looking mad forlorn, sitting on the steps. I was like, damn. The kiss I thought the kiss was cute though. I thought the kiss was mad cute personally i don't know but then that's how they left us that's how, that's they, left how us. they fucking left us they left us like that Mm-mm-mm. so i mean season two season two i, I was gonna say like we're thinking about where everybody left off at the end of season one I f- we forgot to mention that nia ended up getting that position that role on coco's butters she got to go the role after performing that monologue from um, her um, from Ida B's script she got that role so now Nia's career is presumably like about to start improving um, we might enter season 2 and see Ida B and Hattie in I don't even know yikes Something. <laughs> do we think that this that this 
last conversation between Hattie and Marie is like a friendship ending conversation? No. No. Okay, she went so to like Marie's house. They do shit oh, like yeah. that all the time, I think. Oh god, I could not. I know. All like the it's time? not a good look. It's not a good look, but I think that that's what they be doing. Yeah. And but the, the the one thing though, even though they did have that little like romantic vibe, um Hattie and Ida, she was she did have Hattie's script in her hands. So hopefully this means that like Maybe we'll see some progress in her career. It that gets very complicated, I think, if it's gonna be like she's hooking up with with Ida B. Though I don't know how you, I don't know how that's gonna work. We will have to see. Yeah. Um, and Marie is fucking engaged to Chuck Child, and her hot white boss is still out here in these streets. Don't forget about Quintrell. And Quintrell is still tall and fine. Listen, because I'm like Marie got options the whole time. Mm. And Chuck still got that man business cards. So. Exactly. I'm like, whole time, I don't see if it is. I see. I, this relates very nicely to our what would you do. So I'm just going to read that. And wait, then but you I have guys a theory. Hear my piece. Go ahead. I just think maybe Chuck is assembling a band. Bitch. <laughs> like they're poly? No, no like he's the lead he's singer. He's a go away go away dad what the fuck dad joke was that <laughs> i liked that i appreciated that, that was i was like like they're poly oh my God, that's hilarious. Um, that's a, a band of sex partners no hilarious. right that's hilarious i'm dead i'm actually dead okay, oh my like, word what is what would you do okay so Young lady says, y'all, I am literally Marie and I have moments that I'm proud of that and moments where it scares the shit out of me. I've been with my guy since college. We're both 25 and have great careers. It feels like marriage is a given, but there are moments that I'm like, I want some me time. Is that selfish? Am I bugging? Help, mini Marie. Oh, oh, that's, so, God, that's cute. so cute, Minnie Marie. Minnie Marie. No, that's I not know. selfish. That's okay to get me time. No, but if she's Minnie Marie, are we saying me time, like, you know, in the streets time? Or just that's how time? I took it, and that's but how why is I was that, like, I'm going to say what I got to say. But how is that me time? That's, I think, no, I didn't take it as that. Me time does not involve other people. Based on the way the show is going and the fact that Marie is having all of these flirty moments, I interpreted this note as me time meaning exploratory. Yeah, that's, that's a me just time. me. Her but how is that me time? Dudes? I mean, What's I think that is also a, a time that people have in life. But well, she's not going to say cheat on like my man time. <laughs> Oh, no. I think there's also, <laughs> yikes. I think there's also a time where you probably just want to just like, oh, can I do this on my own? Can I do this? Like me time, all about you time, which I think is not selfish at all. Hmm. Okay. But okay, y'all I mean, think she, okay. she wants I mean, to be in the streets. Wrong with that. If she wants to do that, if she wants to do that, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And I think that. If that's the case, not selfish, definitely something you should probably talk with your partner about if you're feeling as though you don't have 
me time or you need to kind of like carve that out, whatever. However, I still stand by my interpretation of the me time. And I want to tie this back to what I was saying about Marie earlier. I think season two Marie is not going to be with Chuck, is not going to be working at that agency under Zach. And either her and Zach are going to start dating or she's going to get back to dating and kind of like finding herself and having this whole rebirth moment, starting her own agency and shit. You know what? Let me not say too much. Because <laughs> why are you in the writer's room? I was saying, <laughs> Lena and I need to converse. Like, oh, oh, Lord. The time I'm writing the whole season, girl. <laughs> no, I can so see a scene of, I can see the second season opening up and Maria's just fucking that white boss. Why y'all want right? to be Why y'all want to be with that. Zach? I want her to be with Quintrell. I mean, yes, or Chuck. but Zach is fine as hell. Okay, and we came, we came with that thoughtful gift. Listen, she could start the day with Zach and the day with Quintrell. Um, Zach did not help her get her promotion, and he knew she deserved it. And if he were a real ally, he would have fought for her. Not and ally. Yes, because actually, it's an HR fact that for Black women to get ahead, they need allies in the workplace. And that's how it works. Mm. Okay. All right. So Zach, Zach is, is still a fine. pussy, actually. A pussy who could get this pussy. Oh, he's Quintrell. Quintrell. <laughs> I'm here for both of them, but I could definitely see I see I see it too, Glenn. We see a whole different side of Marie and she's kind of like letting loose the the standards that she probably felt she had to uphold. Like I'm assuming her and Chuck like met in college or met very early on. And it was just like this, like, okay, no brainer. I'm going to go on to be successful. He's going to go on to be successful. We're going to be together. And that's amazing. And I think that if you have that, hold on to it if it's working for you. But I think she is like, I don't know if I want this like cookie cutter, situation that i'm finding myself in she wants to draw outside the lines mm-hmm. hmm. i know I she think could draw outside the lines with chuck <laughs> and their orgies on, no, whole time mm-hmm. whole oh, time that's ooh. a that's a that's a point chelsea you got a point Perhaps. there yeah ooh, i just had so many visions I'm like what if she brought zach over <laughs> oh my gosh what if next season she invites them all into her relationship she <laughs> and hattie the the cake the cherry on top oh child i i i could this, i could go i could do without hattie in that situation I could, we're just turning crazy. 20s into a porn i know i was like this just turned into a very strange pornography oh um but mini marie if you um did not find our advice helpful because maybe we didn't understand your message. <laughs> Follow up. But we have two perspectives here. So, or just let us know if one of us is right. <laughs> Good luck, Minnie Marie. Good luck, Minnie Marie. Found love regardless, okay? Yes. Oh my gosh, this is a final <laughs> BGDS battle. It's a final battle black girls doing shit okay uh chelsea never liked our music didn't it used to be like when was that ever you made that up sis well you know what i did it in my head every time i was about to say you were doing that on your own no i used to make a sound whatever y'all anyway um okay 
So here is what we got. This is sad. I mean, it's not sad. Okay. All right. So the totals <laughs> with. What is this soft ass voice? <laughs> I know. I'm like, <laughs> does your throat hurt? You need some water. Shut up. <laughs> with Hattie's mom coming in. In. Let's see. Sixth place. Hold on. We still have the vote. Oh, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> oh my god this could take one of my people over the edge okay who y'all got who y'all got <laughs> oh Ooh. who do i got i'm gonna give it to nia because she's the only one that's not in this uh tomfoolery this episode oh, this episode and, was a hot mess yeah she was chilling and secured yeah. her job yeah whole, nia whole time i want to give it to chuck's mom <laughs> I mean, you could give it to Chuck's mom. I mean, she's a class fucking act. She came in classy. Also, we didn't even discuss how Marie's mom was behaving, flirting with Chuck's dad. And that was a hot mess. Yes. But she's such a caricature. I was like, of course she's doing that. And when when they were beefing, the parents were sitting down and they were like, aren't you so glad we're not in our 20s? And Rick Fox was like, I was so high in my 20s. That was so cute. That was so iconic that they were on there playing a couple. Yeah, you know what? I'm giving it to Chuck's mom because she just gave me life. Yeah. Um, damn. See, this is so bad. And I'm being strategic and I'm like, Yeah, you are. Nia might be. Yeah, Nia might have too many votes. Even though, fuck, I don't know who I want to win. So now I'm confused, but whatever. Give it to Chuck's mom. I'm giving it to to Hattie. Fuck out of here. You're a liar. You're a liar. And you can't just cheat in the game. What? That's, Hattie does not deserve How black girls switched? doing shit this episode. What did she do? She, she got fired. She finished her episode. She, she literally got fired. Space. She got fired for some shit that, I mean, was she wrong? Was she wrong? Let's think about why, when, when Ida B said like, yo, that's foul that you like showed somebody that script. She was just like, I just thought that. What you wrote was so amazing. And people don't get to hear your voice, which low key was type shady, but like, but real and honest and really, I don't know. I thought that was kind of dope. But that again, gen- well intended, genuine. Like she probably went home and was like, yo, look at this amazing script that Ida B wrote. She's really talented. Like she was genuinely moved by what she wrote. And I, I'm just glad that she finished her work. And the fact that Ida B was sitting on her steps with that script in her hand makes me feel like Ida B read it and it was actually bomb and that something good might be coming. And I think it's kind of good that she doesn't work for Ida B anymore. Like kind of the fact that Hattie wasn't like, y'all said it's in her character not to be tight, but I feel like she needed to get out of there. Like maybe, maybe something else is coming her way, you know? Okay. You made a case for her, I guess. You see me? And I still think that when she checked in with Marie, that it wasn't that fucked up. I thought that was kind of real. Timing, sure, I guess. But I don't know. I'm glad that she did it. So, boom. I am going to... Um, plead the fifth. No, you can't. I was about to say, because you're going about to say Marie. What did Marie do this episode? Marie Nothing. Didn't do much in this episode. No, that's why I thought you were going to say Marie at first. And I was like, mm. <laughs> No, but I don't think anyone did. So I would have to give it to Nia. But like Nia is not the black girl doing shit of the season. Or maybe she is, honestly, because she done changed her whole career. Mm-hmm. She opened herself Speak up on to it. dating in L.A. And mm-hmm. like like being open to different types of guys, even guys without cell phones. Mm-hmm. 
She stood up for her friends and was like always there for her friends the whole season. She even like helped like fix fights between Marie and Hattie. Maybe it is Nia. Yeah, I mean, I think overall, if we're gonna see, we're, see, we're gonna tally up these votes. But I think if I was gonna say actually overall, I might agree with you. I might agree with you that Nia is the overall black girl doing shit of the of the whole season. Well, what? But what like, if, you what can't say, say? Ma- you can't say Marie's not though. Like a black girl doing shit. Marie always does shit. They're all are black girls doing shit. That is the no, whole Hattie thing. is a black girl playing games. Ooh. No. Who who won on the paper? Sis, who won on the paper? Know, I think what Marie did when she y'all pulling some electoral college things. Nah, oh, <laughs> shut the fuck up! You are so dumb. No, what Marie did at the end and cursed out Hattie that was immature and and not cool projection. So we're not gonna say she's at, you know advanced or whatever and in a good place. All right, she but we gonna knock out Marie because she got mad episode. after an insensitive comment from Hattie. But forget the fact that she not only got Hattie a job, she provided Hattie with food and shelter. She bought Hattie clothes to wear to said job. You're going to knock all that out because she got mad once? No, no, no. I'm just saying we're not. She's not flawless. That's what I'm saying. She's no, none of them flawless. are flawless. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what it says, the paper says? Okay. Here in, in order of, a, of whatever votes. Mm-hmm. I don't trust Glenn. She's going to say vote. Hattie. I ain't rig it. I ain't rig it. Chuck's mom with one vote. Hattie's wait, 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 wait. I didn't say my vote. I didn't say my oh, vote. I thought you said Nia. I take it back. I want to give it to the coffee girl. <gasps> oh, yes. Too. She kind of yes. took it for this episode. Low key, low key, high key. She definitely took it for this episode. Yeah. Nah, I feel you. That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. So then now that kind of changes things a little bit, a little bit. Chuck's mom, one vote. Hattie's mom, two votes. Barista Batty, three votes. Uh, Ida B gets four votes. Nia has five votes. Oh, oh, wait, sorry. Ida B has four. Hattie has four. Nia has five. And our girl Marie is at the top of the chart with seven votes. Yeah. Wow. Pretty easy. The black girl doing shit of 20 season one. Do you know that actor went to Harvard? Yes. Yes. Yeah, she was a year above one of my friends. She's absolutely gorgeous. Mm -hmm. She's also featured this season in Insecure, so she is, you know, getting work, sis. She's our black girl doing shit on so many levels. Oh, my God. Maybe she's our black girl doing shit in real life. (laughs) (laughs) That's very meta. Um, But, yeah, she is. (laughs) Um, But, damn. Y'all, we just finished our last episode of this oh my god it was so good such a such an a different show to be on television right now um just the conversations are different the cast is obviously different um it's like offers like a great perspective and fills a hole that wasn't filled before i mean look at the conversations we've been able to have on each of these episodes inspired by them by the show like and we could keep talking i know yeah, I actually do have another red reply. I'm not. <laughs> it's a light one. No, it's a real I was one. Like, I'm not doing this with y'all. Go ahead. Assign seats at a party dinner. Oh, oh reply. I, like I 
hate assigned seats. I recently went to a birthday dinner and I was like, why am I have to sit here? <laughs> really? I love it. I'm like, put me with people that I don't know. Let's mix it up. And I'm, I would hope nope. that y'all put me next to somebody that I could talk to, make it interesting. I like it. Like if I'm, if it's like, you know, like how Dumbo House has those things where you go yeah. by yourself and yeah, like yeah, yeah. you have to sit next to a stranger kind yeah. of. Not like when my good friend is like mad far from me and these yeah, other people annoying. I don't know. That doesn't make sense. And then like That's down a there thoughtless seating chart. Well, then you are leaving bad seating charts on red, not assigned not seats. All, seat- not all, seat- all right. I can say that. I also am, yeah, I'm just scorned because <laughs> in like high triggered. school we had assigned lunch seats at my boarding school, so. <laughs> oh, that's whack. Yeah, it was very whack. <laughs> we had to, like, switch every, like, two months or something to get to know your entire community. I mean, well, that's cute. I thought you just, they just. No, it was not cute. Okay, um, I wanted anyway. to say my monologue on how I felt about 20s, and um, I just would, like, to do that now she thank you the floor. <laughs> All <right>. um <clears throat> yes I just want to give a shout out to Lena and the team because I really felt like this hit the nail on the head like a lot of shows try to do this like 20 something stuff and we're like what are you guys talking about this is not related to us at all but it 100% did. So shout outs to her for that. Shout outs to her for just completely opening up the world to a character that I don't think we've seen presented on TV before. Like we have these people in our lives, but it was so great that she got to be the protagonist of this show. And I really love doing this bonus series with you guys. This was really fun. This has led me to be like, oh my God, I want to do more. I want to continue having conversations that are inspired by culture and mm-hmm. art and entertainment. So that's all. <laughs> not that little cough at the end. <laughs> no, she did not. I had but, a um, joke, but it's insensitive. Oh, okay, don't do it now. Keep that to yourself. Tell us all. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, what? I don't know. Glenn, carry on. Um, Damn, I, I missed it. Shade. Uh, you, you hit something that I just wanted to mention. Like, yes, the BGT, we love TV. We've done some past episodes on different series. And like you said, it's something that we love to do. So um, you should expect to see some more collaborations like this from us going forward. Yeah. yeah. Love unpacking the, the little details of the show. And I feel like it makes you love a show more when you can talk about it in this way. Like it, it makes you more, it makes you closer to the characters, closer to their storylines. So I'm happy to do it and we're going to keep doing it, baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks to everyone, all of our regular listeners that tuned in uh, for this collaboration that we were doing and like join this ride with us and watch the show with us and took part um, in these conversations with us. And shout out to anybody that just found out about us about us via this show. We hope that you, um, if you haven't already gone back to episode one and just start listening, you have a lot of time, you know, just get familiar with, um, you know, our, our catalog because we have a lot of heat 
Yeah. It's been real. This is Black Girl Sexting. You can catch us every Wednesday from now on. And you can hit us up on Instagram at Bets. Uh, oh, Lord, not at Bets. Stop that child. At Black Girl <laughs> Literally, that's like a canned phrase in my mouth <laughs> like if i just say at i'm like at, that's my brat <laughs> um, at, um i always seem to forget at charles pinky we are at black girls texting um you can email us hello at black girls texting.com if you just have any feedback if you just want to say what up if you have uh what would you do um you can expect us to be doing some like more zoom we've done like zoom happy hours recently we might be doing some more of that so yeah yeah and definitely check out our website uh blackgirlstexting.com because mm-hmm. there you sign up for this really sick newsletter Ooh. and i know you want it because mm-hmm. you oh. find out about our events digital and irl if those were ever <laughs> did anybody get a little like Sex voice off of that newsletter sign up. I don't know what. That's why I was like, you find out about events, (laughs) (laughs) giveaways. I don't know what Um, Chelsea thinks is. Or you can join the band that Chuck and I are starting. (laughs) Oh my lord! I told y'all I saw him. I saw him by um, Glen House. So say that. Oh my gosh! But um, the last thing I also want to say is, if there are any shows you guys are watching that you think we should do this for oh yeah so light up in our dms or in our email yes sire (laughs) yes sire i'm going to bed i'm done i'm done i'm done done. done. bye oh my gosh bye Bye, y'all